Hello, and welcome to the Growth Drive Hot Seat. I'm your host, George Sandman, founder and CEO of Growth Drive, and Growth Drive is the number one best-selling business advising system. From the hot seat, you're going to hear from your fellow senior business advisors as they get naked and share truths about client engagements and running a thriving advisory business. Now, I'm the author of The Growth Driving Advisor, proven strategies for leading businesses from stuck to best in class. And this book is written based on my experiences working with over a thousand business advisors like you on thousands and thousands of business cases published by Forbes and available on Amazon and Kindle. Here's what you're going to learn. Every two weeks, we're going to, we're going to put an advisor in the hot seat, and we're going to get topics answered about winning engagements, how we tackle the things we see in those engagements, about running a thriving advisory business, new and proven business models, and open mic. You can submit your topics, and we will have our guests answer them online. We publish every two weeks. Never miss an episode. You can subscribe, like, and share on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Here's your next episode. Hi, and welcome to the Growth Drive podcast. My name is George Sandman, and I am the founder uh, of Growth Drive. And uh, today we have uh, our first guest. This is our inaugural podcast. And our guest is uh, Stephen Cummings of Resolve Partners. And uh, welcome, Steve. I'm happy to have you. Thank you, George. Excellent. And Steve, if you could describe for uh, for our listeners what uh, what it is that you and Resolve provide to your to the market and to your clients. For sure. So, Steve Cummings, pleased to be here, George. Thank you for for, uh, for the invite. I'm the uh, managing partner of Re of Resolve Partners, which is a Toronto based firm uh, operating in North America. Um, we provide services to lower mid-market clients. So the size of clients that we operate with are approximately five to $50 million of, uh, of revenue, not exclusively, but um, that type of range. Um, and we provide business owners um, uh, and potentially CEOs as well, but more specifically business owners with value growth uh, services um, leading into uh, a liquidity event. So we, we couple value growth with exit planning for the business owner that needs to transition in a, a three to five year period. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for providing the revenue range. That's really helpful uh, to help people orient uh, around the segment of the market that you serve. And, uh, and you know, so during this podcast, we're going to talk about um, a couple of concepts, and I'll I'll simply highlight them. Their their strategic capacity, right, which is a business's ability to uh, to execute a strategy towards their goals, right. It really strategic capacity refers to whether or not the business has the people, the cash, and the processes in place to achieve a stated uh, a stated strategic goal. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the context of the three dimensions of business growth, which very briefly. Um, these are detailed uh, uh, in my book. Uh, the three dimensions of business growth are creating predictable profits and cash flow, predictable, sustainable growth. And the third dimension is predictable, transferable value. So Steve and I are going to have a conversation within that context. And that will be the context for this podcast um, in future in future sessions as well. So so thanks, Steve. Um, I was hoping that we could start the conversation with uh, if you'd be willing to share some some experiences you've had out in the market working with clients 
um, to, you know, when they come to you uh, with a specific problem and, uh, and, and how do you, how do you uh, qualify the clients? Um, what are your personal qualifying characteristics? If you're, if you're willing to share and, uh, and, and how do you start the process of working with them, get them on the path uh, they need to get on? For sure. So just zeroing, zeroing in on the qualification uh, criteria, which I think is important. Um, so we work with business owners. So the first qualification hurdle that we look at is um, the business owner himself mm -hmm. and whether we uh, are convinced that um, the business owner is coachable um, such that we can move him to positive action um, in the future, um, which may be outside of his comfort zone, maybe. Um, and so we need to we 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 need to see that um, the business owner is motivated, um, has a perhaps has a particular reason to move in the direction that we talk about, um, and uh, and that and indeed is coachable uh, as well. So that would be the first criteria. The second criteria would be, is the business itself um, in a position um, that we believe uh, we can help them? So we glibly talk about uh, $5 million of revenue, and really the only reason for that lower, um, that lower hurdle is to make sure that they have, um, should we say, the strategic capacity, the current strategic capacity, to be able to um, um, change uh, their current paradigm to more of a three-dimensional um, value growth uh, situation. So the size of the company is important. And I think the third factor is what have they built today? Um, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the business? Um, uh, and uh, and is that a, a reasonable enough foundation for growth? Um, so I'll give you a particular example on that. Right. If a, if a client has a loss making business, um, we typically um, would not uh, get involved with that client because ultimately we're looking to increase the current value uh, of the business. And we need to see profits and cash flow being generated so that we can improve the current situation. So I think they they would probably be the three main criteria, coachability, size, and the appraisal of uh, of how um, uh, of the foundation uh, for growth today. Got it. Got it. That's interesting. And uh, and. This may seem self-serving, but how are you how are you analyzing? So coachability, I, I assume you're you're covering in your discovery um, with the business owner. And and how are you when you look at the business, um, how are you ascertaining whether or not that it has the foundation um that will lead to because if I if I hear you correctly, Steve, you're saying, you know, we really engage with clients where we are confident that we can deliver for them. And I know that's important to your business model, which we could get into, but uh can, how do you ascertain whether or not the business has what you're looking for? Okay, so the first thing, um, so we offer a program uh, to business owners, which is fairly holistic, start to finish, 
And I think that's important to them because they we present to them a roadmap of what we're actually going to do for them from start to finish. Um, and most of our clients uh, have a uh, have a um, a transition of objective at the end of a a period of time. They may not be set on a transition at the time where we enter into the contract, um, but they're probably of. Uh, uh, of an age where a transition is is likely or possible um, over t- over a five year time frame. Um, so, you know, we certainly do that. the 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 start of that process, the holistic process that I referred to, is we uh, we, we enter into a thirty day agreement with the with the owner, um, whereby we do a discovery. Um, fundamental. To that discovery process is an evaluation of strategic capacity um, and growth drive is, is a core component of our discovery uh, process. And one of the outputs to that is that we evaluate where the business sits today mm-hmm. in the three dimensions of growth. Um, so that would be the first thing. But critically, we roll on top of um, of growth drive, uh, the growth drive output, um, our uh, experience as, uh, as operators, um, from a financial, from a sales, from a strategy, from a marketing perspective. We speak, we, we insist actually with, this, with the business owner that we speak to all of the key yeah. people in the business. And that would typically be anywhere from three to six or seven people. Um, we have a one-hour interview with each of them, um, and w- w- we, we want to hear a number of things. We want to hear what does that person do in the business, um, what is their job, um, what is their perspective on the business, um, and how do they add value uh, uh, to the business themselves. So when we've had those conversations and we take detailed notes and we 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 summarize the the output from those meetings we line it up with the results of uh, of growth drive and we we triangulate um, and put a pre- presentation together after 30 days for the business owner on what we believe the core value drivers are in the business and perhaps how we uh, suggest they go about improving those value drivers in uh, in, uh, in in a hierarchy of uh, of, of prospective um, pieces of work. So 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 that's what we do, George. We do we do a discovery and we feed back to the business owner what we believe they have today, and we do put them in a, in the range of value as well. Co- uh, growth drive uh, helps us do that. Um, yeah. And so we figure out whether, um, based on what we see, whether we we can materially add value um, to the business owner. And when I say materially add value, we're really looking at prospects where we can, where we believe, we strongly believe, we can double or triple the value over three to five year period. So it is material. Um, the uh, the effect of, of of the work that we do with them. That's that's interesting. What I, I I want to pick up on something that you just that's kind of implied that you just said. So you have as part of your qualifying, it seems that you would have you have determined that this business owner or CEO is willing to be transparent and is willing to have you 
um, you know, it's it's almost one of your qualifying criteria that you're going to be able to have access to their senior team um, and, and a, you know, a, a nice chunk of time, an hour with with each of them. Um, and I agree with you that that that's that's critical. If they don't have the attitude, um, if they're not going to let you speak with their team, then we can still help. But um, in your experience, that that limits the uh, the chances of success. Is that a, a good read? It's a totally good read, and you're right. It is a qualifying criteria um, because we strongly believe that that uh, um, people of uh, of all levels in the organisation, I truly mean that too, have a view, and they have somewhat of a a, a, a potential good view. Um, they're the eyes on the ground as to what the operating issues are, and we and we want to we want to hear that, and specifically, we don't want the we want the unvarnished view, and that's why we speak to the key individuals, the go-to people in the organization, and we want to hear the unvarnished. And that is a confidential discussion. Um, we make that clear with um, with each of the people. Um, and an interesting question that we always ask last with within those interviews is, Okay, so you know we've asked you a bunch of questions, but are there any? Are, are, is there any information that that you have that we haven't asked you about that you feel we should know about? And you'll be amazed, or we're constantly amazed at the response that we get. The last question we ask, we're constantly amazed at the value um, that we get from from that question. So we want to hear from we want to hear the unvarnished. We absolutely want to hear that, and we want to hear it from all different angles, and that could be top to bottom. Um, so, so we do. It is a qualifying criteria for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if what you I think if if I heard you correctly, you're saying you know the fact that you have a title uh, written over your door and on your business card is great, but you want to go to the you said the go to person. So if we have a, a manufacturing company and we want to understand um, the machining process down on the shop floor. You so you're you're going to go down to the shop floor and talk to that you know wh whoever is in charge of of those functions regardless of their title. Do I have that right? Totally, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, well, thanks thanks for setting that up. Do you are there a specific? So you just described qualifying and moving in uh, with a client. Is there a specific? Um, case back in your history or recently um, where applying that, you know, the discovery in the initial analysis, you've just described your first 30 days um, where that has led to uh, some, what, what has that led to in your experience? I guess I could leave that question a little more open. Um. I, I think looking back on what it leads to is particularly with an, the experienced eyes of, of people with, you know, each of our partners have got 30 years plus experience in uh, of leading companies, being president or CEO or being a functional expert um, with with brand names um, uh, or, and or smaller companies. I think what 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 that does is um it allows us to ask um and 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 probe for um you know often we sometimes we get evasive answers but if we can 
keep probing on a particular point of view with, with an interview technique, which will which gets to the gets to the real nub of the issue, then I think that's important. But if you look back on what we what we achieve, uh, the discovery report that we that we give, and it's it's um, it's typically a PowerPoint um, that is is projecting a number of observations on the business, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and so on. We typically have somewhere between twelve and and eighteen um, observations that are material. Um, and I would say that looking back, I think that many, many of the, uh, or we understand um, most of the value in a company from that 30 days of, of due diligence. Um, and I, and I think that puts us in a great position to recommend um, uh, a way forward. Uh, in terms of you know, how to proceed on on building value, got it. And 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 you had mentioned earlier that you're looking specifically one of your qualifying criteria is someone. I I I didn't hear you say that you're looking for businesses that are anticipating a, a transfer of ownership, a sale and exit. Um, but that but it sounds as though someone who's in the age class. Um, that they're starting to think about what that would look like. What are my options, you know, five, 10 years from now? And uh, and those are the companies with which you want to get involved. Um, yes. So you, you 30 days of discovery, when you get in and you, you're finding, you're finding the links, uh, the, the levers to pull, you're identifying the levers to pull to increase the value of the business. How does that play into um, how you, or how resolve partners, you tend to have long-term relationships with your clients, right? Do, do, what's the average? What's the average engagement time? Um, the average engagement time is three to five years. Uh, yeah. it, it it could be so. The roadmap that we present um, um, a business owner is is really one of uh, a strategic uh, view over three to five years uh, for the organization, mm -hmm. an improvement exercise, which, uh, which, which, which can be three, four, five years. Um, and what that's really leading to is fundamentally a decision point on behalf of the, of the business owner. Um, in other words, we 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 improve value. We improve the uh, um, the operating systems, the intangible assets in the business, and so on. We we clear roadblocks, um, and we create a solid base for for growth, such that when when the foot um, goes on the accelerator by the business owner, uh, the business is prepared to take on that growth but yeah. what we what we do is we get to a point where he, he gets to a uh, most of our work is complete and he can then he or she can then decide whether uh, at that point whether they love what they see and they want to continue on uh, a growth path that's perfectly fine for us um or whether it's time to cash in some of the chips, either partially or fully, um, and move on to their next act. Um, so, yeah. really, what it is 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 a is a is three dimensions of growth, focusing focusing on those value drivers, improving the strategic capacity to 
um, uh, to build profits and cash flow. Um, and getting to the point where, the, where, and typically with the age profile, you know, something's happening at that kind of age. It's uh, either death, divorce, or disagreement, or disability. Um, something's happening in people's life at 65 to 70. It starts to happen. And, you know, grandchildren come along. Things that weren't, weren't important start to become important. And along the way, that decision point changes uh, changes perspective. And so we, we, we want to be there for the business owner to move them through a transition if if that's the way they want to go. But we're, we're happy with either. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that in your model um, because your model uh, starts with you know, with discovery, uh, with qualifying, with the 30-day deep deep analysis of the business. And then you you tend to work with, if the CEO says, yeah, I like what I'm seeing, you work with them um, over the course of years and your business model actually anticipates. And I love the, the patience that's built into your model. Your, your, but your model anticipates that the business will one day go through a, a, a transfer of value. Yes. And uh, and would you could you comment on that? Well, I'll I'll just uh, so for sure. Um, uh, I will say that staying with. Uh, so I always um, make a distinction um, with business owners, and and it's often misunderstood. We make the distinction that what resolve uh, are as professionals are business advisors and not consultants. Um, We may do some consulting along the way, but fundamentally, we're not there to do all of the work. We're there to advise and guide on value-creating initiatives. And so we bring a holistic view, a a strategic view to the table, which often isn't there. um, And that's our value. we, we we may do some of the work if if um, if the resources in the in the company uh, are light in that respect or not sufficient or and and so on. So we're not consultants; we're advisors, and uh, and and that's an important distinction because we want the business owner, if they're embedded in the business, if the business is uh, somewhat owner dependent, mm-hmm. we need them to work on the business not in it and so we 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 counsel the business owner to um put together a strong leadership team that's going to enable that situation that's a value driving initiative immediately um if nothing else stopping it being a value destroying initiative um and and obviously building a, a strong independent management team that can carry a plan forward is absolutely value driving. Um, and so so that's what we do. Yeah, and and I like your distinction between um, and it's something we we teach in our courses. Um, your distinction between being an advisor and being a consultant. And and would this be an accurate summary? You know, an advisor is a strategic a strategic role, a strategic advisor that's providing guidance at the top level and a consultant is is someone who's providing tactical um subject matter specific uh even work being a wrench turner sometimes inside the business is, is that yeah, a fair distinction 
You explain it far better than I can, George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. So, so, hey, Steve, I wanted to ask, you know, shifting gears a little bit, what are some of the common challenges you see out there in, uh, not so much in, in engaging clients, but once you're involved in the, in the client, can you comment on a couple of the, the challenges that you see um, uh, more often than not? Uh, in your engagements for sure in in the lower mid market there is typically um typically an absence of planning dis- discipline um there may be an annual budget in place um which would be great um we love to see that uh starting out um if there's an annual budget it's typically not a written plan um and but but there is certainly an absence of a a, a strategic uh, viewpoint. Um, so that would be number one, uh, the planning discipline. Number two would be um, in the lower mid market. There is scarce resources, particularly on the on the human resources side. Um, there is absolutely scarcity um, w- with regard to uh, strategic thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the formalization of that. So that would be number two. Often there are leadership issues um, from the point of view of um, uh, uh, of the human resources in the business. And so often leadership is, is something where we have to start um, uh, in addition to in addition to creating the strategic vision for the organization um so those two those two things uh are are definitely uh important and where we'd start now to put a strategic plan together is is tough for a resource constrained firm so we we do act more like a consultant to start with on the on the strategic planning side because they just need pairs of hands uh, um, to be able to put that together. Um, but the value that we bring to the table is is being able to organize a, a, a very uh, well thought out set of um, strategic questions that the group can answer and pulling together the um, the output um, from that process. So it's typically a two-day offsite, um, but we help them put the strategic plan together. That's fraught with risk because we really want the team to own the plan. So we work hard to make sure that even if we put the plan together for them, that they are uh, absolutely central to the creation of that and that they absolutely approve what we've done. Um, But the key, one of the key differentiators and uh, 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 of what we do um, uh, for uh, uh, a business owner is having put the plan together, we work alongside the owner and the team in order to hold them accountable to the things that they said that they they were going to do and our clients really like really like the fact that we don't come in tell them the way it is and then walk away having put a report on the table we actually help them through their challenges of implementation over a three to five year period. And they really like that. They really want that support and help. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. And and what may surprise uh, um, some of the audience is that you would, 
would it be fair to say that you're seeing this, you know, the senior team dysfunction, if I can call it that, um, is present in a five million gross business, but it's also often present in in much larger organizations, 30, 40, 50 million a year. Um, is that was that hold up in your world? That absolutely holds up. Yeah. yeah. Um, it manifests itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the challenge for the advisor is to be nimble, to be able to re- react to the different circumstances. But it, sure. it is absolutely the case that that there are um, strengths and weaknesses uh, in in uh, in the management team that um, uh, that that could do with some uh, some some work for sure. Yeah, we, we, that's a that's an entire topic for another day, um, because you and I could talk about that for the rest of the morning. Uh, awesome, Steve. Thank you very much. Well, we are uh, we're we're getting close on time. Um, just some closing thoughts. If there, if you just a free form um, thoughts that that uh, that you'd be willing to share with uh, with our listeners about um, what you're seeing out there. Uh, you know, general terms, specific. I'd love to hear uh, hear what your thoughts are. Um, well, uh, I, I won't repeat what I've already said. Uh, some other some other things that that we see, um, particularly in the lower mid market, is that often human resource functions are weak. Um, there's often not 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 professional leadership. Um, in those size of companies, if there is, then that's a, a definite value driver um, okay. uh, for the organization. Um, so human resources for sure. Um, the other thing that we often find is that the sales processes are operating but underdeveloped, um, particularly with regard to the formalization of the funnel um and movement through dis- movement and discipline through the funnel so i would say that the sales process and organization um i'm thinking also of uh, compensation and incentives for the for the sales yes. organization it, that's often um a weak area human resources for sure um leadership potentially um and um so, so the, they would be three areas. And then, of course, always with a growing company, goes without saying, um, Always there are always weaknesses on operations, always. But those weaknesses are not necessarily uh, – they're always an improvement opportunity. Um, but the big ones are often the previous three that, that I talked about. Um, and you, you're always going to have uh, pressure points in, in a growing organization, scarcity of, uh, of labor, um, scarcity of skills, uh, and, and a lack of training and development on the, uh, for the young people. Um, and uh, so that, that would be three or four um, areas where that, that we often see that we have to work on first. Uh, sorry, one, one other area which is really important is data analytics. Um, we, we, we often uh, see and, and we truly believe that data analytics, sophisticated data analytics using the, the, the data cube the, uh, the, the, an organization has often built um, can, can 
can be a, a fountain of, of valuable information. And so making the data analytics side of the business um, more robust is a, is a key value drive, driver often. Now, you know, that's fascinating. Um, you know, and, and throughout the, the growth drive system, we talk about data, data, data. You know, do you have data to prove it? Um, because we're trying to drive people precisely to what you just hit on. Uh, you know, it strikes me that that the areas you've described actually fit neatly into, you know, where you're starting your engagement and seeing the quick, the early wins are squarely in dimension one with sales process, with uh, people productive and loyal, effective senior leadership team, um, standard operating procedures so that we can deliver on the promises made to the market by sales. All of those are our first dimension launch pad. You know, in the growth drive vernacular, those are the launch pad for growth. I think it's interesting that you, you know, you've hit on them, um, and and uh, and kind of validates. Uh, uh, you just did a free form validation of, of of our perspective on the world. So thanks. Um, That's terrific, Steve. I really appreciate your time. I, uh, I'm, I'm always fascinated. You and I have such great conversations. And um, and this has been you know, yet another good one. So I wanted to say thank you very much. Thanks for your time this morning. And um, and what, any closing comments uh, before we wrap up? Well, I'd just say to the people uh, listening here that there are a lot of business owners out there that that need your help. Um, the trick is finding the the ones that um, that you can work with closely in a positive spirit who have resources to apply to a situation. Um, but there's a lot of people, a lot of business owners who need your help, particularly the baby boomer community that worked all their life on their, uh, on their life's work. Um, and um, uh, 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 value growth ahead of a transition is is an important strategic objective and you you can help them in that regard for sure yeah absolutely and uh and you i have you back on to talk about um workshops and some of the ways in which you're connecting you're helping you're helping business owners and ceos identify into uh the resolve world which i which is another fascinating uh fascinating topic um and something you and i've discussed at length uh, in fact, on um, which you just presented down at our uh, summit. Uh, thanks again. Okay, Steve, listen, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. And uh, and I definitely would love to have you back uh, to talk about uh, some of the other work you do, uh, maybe focus on those workshops. My pleasure. So thank you. Thank you.